Welcome. I want to touch on the spirit of giving back a bit. In bonus content over 12 days, I am challenging myself to bring people forward in stories on angelically giving, 12 days of tales of love and generosity. In this series, witness the unveiling remarkable story of 12 individuals who have triumphed over adversity and despite facing their own trials, have chosen a path of faith and selfless giving. Welcome back, guys. Today, I have a special guest on a whole different topic. I have Eric Galarza. And Eric is going to tell us a lot about himself. I've known him for a very long time. Good friend of my brother's. He's got a lot going on. So I'm going to let him take it away. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bar. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name is Eric. Like Sherry introduced me. I am currently on the journey of starting my own, I guess you would say, a couple of different personal businesses. I am a certified personal trainer back in South Jersey, and I'm running a small private studio for personal training and that's underneath the instagram and company business name of versity fitness along with us having a small umbrella food prep organization known as versity food so i also am doing food prep as well for south jersey and that is a hustle so i guess you would say i guess my normal nine to five is currently me working with uh senda behavioral health i've been in the psych field with my psych degree background and basically been in the field for possibly about 20 to 23 years where I have a history of working with behavioral health and those in um, having mental illness, acute and or major. First, I guess I would say dating back before now me working with Ascenda, I worked with Inspire Behavioral Health, which before that was Inspire Health, which before that, you know, dating myself back a little bit <laughs> is uh, South Jersey Healthcare. Uh, I've been with that company for roughly about 20 years prior to the new position I have as a full-time job, but I always was in the behavioral health field working first with adolescents, kids suffering from depression, anxiety, suicide attempts in a locked psych facility. I worked with adults in the same manner. I was an access counselor helping connect people with services. And now my, I guess you would say, later role with Ascenda Behavioral Health. In Gloucester County, I do more outpatients, so it's a little less intense, I would say. However, it's still people with the same issues, same diagnosis, and work with individuals with needing challenges and needing help assistance behaviorally. And yeah, that's the full-time job that I have, and all the other fitness stuff is the side hustle stuff that's the passion. Not that I'm not passionate about everything, pretty much. No. I mean, like I said, it sounds like a mouthful and being in behavioral health, I'm sure that it's a re very rewarding field. Uh, how did you get into behavioral health? Like anything in your past that made you just passionate to be a behavioral health counselor? I I wish I could say it was something. We, uh, first of all, I know all, all of us are guided and I want to say molded by our, our past. And I, I'm a firm believer with that. I definitely am molded by my past. However, I don't necessarily my past unless some you know six degrees of separation way to connect it but I feel realistically it was as simple as I was in high school and I you know I was a good student good student uh grade A's you know and I was in sacred high school in violence you know going back to you know dating myself even more so, oh, you, dated you, know, us both. you dated us both <laughs> yeah sacred high school and Getting all those good grades, but I still didn't have no clue what I wanted to do. And, you know, being a first generation, born and raised Puerto Rican and violent, you know, parents are, you're going to school, you know, you're going to school no matter what. And not even knowing what school is themselves, not even knowing what college was, you're going to college. So I didn't know what I was going to do. But my my senior year, I had an introduction to psychology class. And as corny as it sounds, it actually stuck to me. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. This is just pretty cool. I was like, I think this is cool. And it was that moment that I decided I was going to go to college for psych. Uh, I went to Stockton College, again, dating, because it's now Stockton University, but I went to Stockton College, New Jersey at that time and studied psych. And I also got a minor in gerontology, which happens to be the study of the elderly. Got that because they started taking so many classes that were, of course, on a degree that I got it. And also got a minor in conflict resolution. And 
that was really it. It's kind of like all folded that way. And then when I got out of college, I just, I seen an advertisement actually back in a paper, <laughs> newspaper. The Violent Times Journal. Yes, the Violent Times Journal. That that place. I seen it for uh, South Jersey Healthcare at the time for a counselor. Not really sure what it was for, but I went to the interview after about a year after having my degree, and I just did really well at the interview. The lady hired me on the spot, and that was how everything started. I started in partial care with South Jersey Healthcare for adolescents and with that then laterally moved to long-term site, um, long-term, excuse me, inpatient. And it just, it just clicked. It just was really easy to be able to work for kids in that population, which I was normally with sometimes as young as five to eight, but sometimes as old as 17. And it just clicked. But I mean, to answer your question, if it definitely has something to do with my history, in hindsight now, looking back, I definitely definitely could say yes you know past trauma i've dealt with past you know losing close family members losing my brother at a young age losing my second brother at a young age losing losing excuse me my grandparents uh dealing with a lot of a lot of trauma in that fashion and you know you're no stranger to the cumberland county area barb you know how violent it was and stuff like that and sometimes no matter how much you uh try to have a, a good head on your shoulders. You always were surrounded with a lot of negative sensations. So, I mean, you know, I had my fair share of it. And looking back on it, I know my job kind of molded in the way I approached it because of all my experiences. But I don't know if necessarily at that time I was smart enough to be like, wow, this is why I'm doing that. But You were kind of giving back without knowing you were giving back because not yeah. only were you giving back with your expertise and maybe lessons that you had learned along the way, but now you have a uh, psychology approach to it. You have an actual evidence-based approach to it that you were doing. And so the, the two in combination probably helped a lot of kids in that area. Yeah, I, I definitely could say from my education and then also just my experience where I do would say my experience took over a lot of times that I found myself just realizing the job was more so just learning to be there for a person, just learning to hear what a person has to say, just being there for them, being and that's something that actually took me a couple of years to realize that too, to learn to just be present in the moment for these people. You may not solve all their problems, but just being present and being able to assist them and just comfort them, like that, that spoke volumes. That taught me a lot too. And I always used to joke around and say after like 10 years of doing the job, it was more so being a combination of being a big brother, a father, a judge, an officer, a bodyguard, all wrapped up in one because the job was chaotic at its moments where it's super easy, like you're just there hanging out, and then at its moments where it's super chaotic where your head was on a swivel and you had to de-escalate tons of situations and de-escalate tons of people who are overwhelmingly panicked with anxiety. So, I mean, definitely, definitely taught me how to, I guess, be present in the moment with people and just be involved in things in communication, being able to communicate better. How do you deal with uh, hurdles, um, not having enough resources or not being able to help a child or an adult? It does, you know, either or. What do you do to overcome those types of hurdles? Well, I think now as I've gone older and towards the latter end of my uh, career with Mirror and now with Asunda, it's really being able to take the moment to see what your organization really can do and really leaning on your superiors and just really, okay, laying out the, laying out the spreadsheet slash the plan. Like, okay, this is what we got. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we are trying to overcome with our clientele, our basis of people we're trying to treat. You know, what services do we have? What other ways can we tackle their needs? And really just speaking up. Speaking up to the people who you call your directors, I know now, I, especially now at my age and the way I am now with the people I work with at Asunda, I, I'm straightforward to the point, hey, this is what this person needs. How are we going to get it? What can we do? I'm always just advocating for the person I'm working with by pushing the boundaries of those that basically dictate what I'm doing, but okay. Give me more tools. 
you know, just always trying to find the best tools possible. I'm sure that you like go into other trainings and you have, you have to have all kinds of other resources available for those situations so that they don't, so they can overcome those challenges. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I've been through so many different trainings. Uh, I was also at one time, uh, while I was with Inspira, uh, I was a CTI instructor with the Heart Prevention Institute. And I was the instructor that actually would educate all Inspira employees located in Cumberland County slash South Jersey area with how to de-escalate an over, over-excited patient and or, you know, with hospitals, ERs can be also a deadly place. So yeah. one of the one of the main things we used to have to be constantly drilled in over and over is de-escalation, verbal de-escalation, verbal de-escalation, verbal de-escalation, and actually one of the trainings I just went through with Ascended Behavioral Health was for the suicide prevention and suicide support two one one line and just learning how to again being able to communicate actively ask the right questions or ask for more input from individuals who you may feel may be possibly wanting to arm themselves or endanger themselves so yeah a lot of different training definitely did you find that anything in the pandemic made things worse or better i want to say i feel that during the pandemic I was still in my inpatient setting working for Inspira, and I would say, I don't want to say anything worse, but I feel to a degree, my opinion is my personal opinion. I feel, again, I was working with the adolescent field at that time. I feel it did limit people's ability to be social, and I feel like it almost gave people the right to believe, to believe that not being social was totally fine. And I'm a strong believer in that people should always be willing to communicate, help others, and go out of their way and speak to people. I believe in socialization. I believe in going out there and meeting people. And I feel like just with the pandemic, unfortunately, a lot of the younger generation felt that it was okay to socially isolate, socially hold yourself back, and it was just normal. Um, how has your journey changed or shaped your perspective on life now in conjunction with your current projects, how do they go together? Hmm, good question. My journey. So I think my journey has always been the same, what I always wanted, but the way I'm looking at it now is differently. I always wanted to be self-employed. I was always a strong wanting to have my own thing. And I kind of was doing it all the while during my 20s and 30s. Like I was also in rental properties and having rentals and doing side hustles, but I always wanted to have my own thing. But when I was doing it back then, indoor early 30s, whatever, it was all just about money and just wanted to do it. And I wasn't really super concerned or passionate about what I was doing. I just wanted to make money and be rich, like what we all want to do, you know. But now I feel like I've approached what I'm doing now in a way that I'm not really caring money. Yeah, of course I want to make money. We all do. I want to be able to have that. However, it's not my focal point. I'm in the point in reality. I'm like, you know what? I don't, got, I don't know how much longer I have in life to live. I always have this opinion that like, I need to live my life now. I feel like I've held off too long. And I need to live my life now. One thing I always want to do is be my own boss. And now that I'm in my mid forties, I'm basically pushing a pedal to the metal throttle, doing as much as I can to be able to try to facilitate that journey and that, and that, thought where everything I'm trying to make sure I put as much as I can in my side hustles that I will one day be my own supportive being. However, the difference is the way I'm looking at it now is that I'm actually happy doing the physical fitness training and advocating with people, working with them, even just on my personal studio basis where I'm able to help them. And I've seen the connection now in the last few years, which is genuinely helping someone feel better about themselves through a good workout or learning more about how to intake food that's going to help. I've made the connection where I've been able to incorporate what I've learned and how a person gains from an emotional uh, connection with themselves and also they're just more content and more positive-minded with exercise and being able to just feel better about themselves. Not everyone's worried about looking like the next top fitness model. However, 
almost everyone in America or in the world would love to be in better shape or better be able to be active and more, you know, feel better about themselves. And one thing I learned from in my early career with mental health, being able to listen to a person and hear what they want, it transcribes very, very closely with physical fitness, being able to listen and hear what a person wants and what their goals are and being able to help them seek that. Same thing with mental health, you know, being able to help a person find sanity or find, you know, relief in their trauma is the same thing you're using that underlining, I guess you would say, skill of communication. Communication I brought over into working with people through physical fitness and really hearing what they have to say and what they're doing. And I would definitely say my journey has helped in my personal training in that I'm actually, you know, I take the time right now when I meet someone to just ask them about their surroundings, ask them about their background. You know, it's not always about this physical fitness why a person can't get in shape or something like that. There's always external factors that are affecting a person. And I'm sure that in the teaching aspect, you're helping people with diabetes. You're helping people that now, I know if we're talking about our age generation, are dealing with pre-diabetes, pre-hypertension, and the... The, phil- the physical fitness part of it and the mental health part of it kind of intertwine. I guess my belief is being healthy, mind, body, and soul, and they're all together. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, the funny thing is that you're talking about that and that like this all came about. I'm actually in the process of, you know, obviously all the fitness stuff, you know, love that and working on that, but one of the main goals I had was when I just recently made my private studio, of, you know, I told myself I wanted to take a chance to be able to not only help people physical fitness wise, but want to be able to help people who just want to share. And, you know, the suicide and more towards men, you know, nothing against women. I definitely want to help women too, but the suicide rate in, uh, is higher with men and, and just men scared to speak up, men scared to share their opinions, scared to share their emotions, you know, and I always told myself that once I got my studio up and running, I wanted to start possibly holding together a small men's support group, and, you know, once I actually got it done about a month ago, two months ago, I finally made the decision that, yeah, I'm going to do that, so, I mean, just another avenue in which I'm trying to just really realize that there's another besides physical fitness it's a person's ability to communicate be able to speak be able to be feel heard and feel like they're understood and be able to relate to other people and you know i actually came across this idea because i was part of another men's support group myself i actually went to it and one of my friends was doing it and they asked me to come speak and i came there and i enjoyed it i loved it a lot so i piggybacked the idea off and i said hey man once i'm done building my studio i'm probably going to try to do small groups too. And I'm actually trying to also do the same thing for women as well. Women's support group. One of my clients is studying to get her LCSW is one of my personal training clients. And she may be possibly helping me co-facilitate the group. So I do believe that they intertwine 100% wholeheartedly. It didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but definitely wholeheartedly. You being able to have a sane, a sane you know, thoughts, sane you know, ability to actually process yourself and be secure and be comfortable is only going to that much 10 times full lead you to be able to be more physically active. And just, you know, if you have a healthy mind, healthy spirit, healthy soul, the ability to just feel comfortable in your own skin, it's going to show 10 times fold in any type of physical fitness or any type of physical activity. With men, I find that they have a harder time talking about their traumas. So, and you know, I think that's a, that's great that you're actually starting a support group for men that caring about other men and trying to bring it out. Because like I said, you know, our parents' generation was not, the men were not much talkers. And then this generation, they're a little bit more talkers, but not so much. So I think that's a great idea. I think those are, are great inspirational things to take away. Let's talk about the meat and the potatoes. And by meat and potatoes, I mean Versity Foods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
that's a, that was a funny segue for that one. I know. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you, what do you want to know about that? <laughs> what started, how did you inspire to go from fitness and training people and, and giving people the encouragement for fitness goals? How did it branch off into foods and meals to well, wheels? I mean, like, that, what, what like, there? that's kind of like, that's anyone trying to get in shape, that should be going hand in hand. And people should know that, you know, educated wise, like, that's actually more important than exercising to keep it 100 and there is if any influencer or any individual in the world says that technically exercising is more important than what you intake that's just there is there shouldn't be anyone in the world still saying that that's such a dead fallacy it's just more important with food and that you know it goes back to me just being you know you know how we are, the rare breed, you know, the rare Rican. Some of us are just, you know, hardcore hustlers, and I'm a hustler. And I know what I'm doing now is going to pay off for in the future for my dreams, my visions in about 18 months. You know, within the next few years, I'd like to finally open up a larger studio and off, you know, off-site, off from, disconnected from my actual home boutique gym I built. You know, nothing wrong with it. I love the gym I built in my house. It's a beautiful 500-square-foot gym. Beautiful. It's going to make a great addition for my home for someday if I ever sell it. But I have bigger goals and aspirations. I know I want to get to a gym. I know I want to get to a smaller private studio slash boutique gym. Actually, 1,500, 2,000 square feet is something I would like to have. And I want to be able to encompass and do everything. I want to be able to do every single thing I'm doing at my smaller gym now smaller private studio i want to be able to do for more people more masses i want to be able to hold a bigger support group i want to be able to hold you know bigger classes i want to be able to have more skills more modalities in there and it only goes hand in hand it's common sense to be able to fuel people at the same time and i used to do it small time back in like i want to say like 2018 2019 with an ex-girlfriend at the time and we were doing it a little bit here and there, you know, and it kind of died off because, you know, obviously I broke up with that girl, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, kept on going out with life. I'm still doing my thing. Life and just keeps lifing. Keep on lifing. Yeah, I had to keep on going. So I, once I started kicking back up and I want to say we're in early 2022, I started getting back active again with the personal training more extensively besides just putting out content, like actually doing it more, working with clients and doing the double job life, you know, working the main nine to five and then doing the side hustle. And what happened to me was one of my clients, a new client of mine, she happened to actually be an assistant chef in Atlantic city for a little bit before she became an accountant and she loved to cook. And who knew after like two months of us working together, I was, you know, she was a beginner of working out, teaching her and I was meeting with her and me landing. And one day we just got into a, con- a conversation because I would always drill into her head that she needs to eat more, she needs to eat more, she needs to gain some weight. And I was always trying to drill in her head. I would spit out a whole entire diet to her, but like, look, this stuff, blah, 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 tell her. And she'd be like, oh, okay, I can make that easily. I'm like, all right, well, that's good. I was like, yeah, you definitely got to be able to make it easily and you got to be able to, but consistently, you have to be consistent because consistency is the key with all this. So I was talking to her, telling her over and over, and she was like, yeah, I definitely can do all that. My, you know, I used to work with my dad, blah, 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 restaurant, blah, blah. And before I know it, she started telling me, oh, yeah, I know cook. I love to cook. I do all that stuff. I was like, oh, really? Wow. And I was like, maybe I should try cooking one time. And that was pretty much it. She made me a couple sample meals. And I was like, wow, this is good as all get out of here. I was like, yo, we should open up a meal prep service. Maybe just small, you know, just open up to my clients. And she was like, yeah, would it? And it kind of just took off. And it just went from there where she basically is like the chef and produces it. She actually is 50% owner of Varsity Foods with me. It just happens to be I'm the person that does all the advertising. I'm the person that came up with the idea of how to script it. I came up with the meal plans. And so I'm the guy who does a lot of sales. But, you know, my, my client, Angie, now friend and business partner, is an amazing person that works well with me and is just an amazing chef. And that's actually where I was just now. We just had to do like four orders. <laughs> we had to do like four orders for the gym and everything. So, I mean, it just came second nature working with that person. And it's just, again, I know I'm putting in the legwork now that's going to pay off in like a year, a year or two. When I'm able to open up a facility and have all the services, you know, under one umbrella. And that's what I want to do, you know. And I've learned through all my journeys and past history. I was like, 
you're only as strong as the people you surround yourself with. And that's one thing I learned in a lot of different ways. You can take that sentence and you can apply it a lot of different ways. And I've learned that. And I've learned I'm only going to get as far as I can to a certain degree with myself because the same thing that made me get to where I'm at hustling is also going to stop me from getting further because there's only so much hustling I can do myself. So you need to build a team. And so that's pretty much how it all came about, man. And the, the logo, the lion, and everything, that's my Versity Fitness logo that we have. And we use that. And it's just, it's just, it's all flowing together. That's pretty much it. I, no, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I actually was looking in the website and just like you, you know, you kind of have it outlined where you have how much protein to veggies to carbs. Oh, yeah. And you know what I mean? Because like we were talking, you know, pre-diabetic, pre-hypertension, you know, just information that they need to know. And the selection is huge. You have, oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of overnight oats. And it's like you have overnight yeah. oats for days in different flavors. I'm such a yeah. fan of that. And then the intro <laughs> of a macro diet. So I yeah. love how you have where you, you break down a macro diet. So I'm, I'm familiar with the calculators and you can find the, them online all the time, but you actually yeah. have it broke down for people, for men and women. And then you have it for those who have live a sedentary lifestyle for their lightly active, for your moderate, you're very active and then you're extra active. And I think that's great because you're appealing to a broad area. Somebody has a sedentary lifestyle or little to no exercise, but they still are interested in eating healthier. You know, you pretty much laid out the groundwork for them. You just gave them the cement so they can build their own foundation. Yeah, pretty much is exactly what it is. And it's not, there's so much information out there in the world today when it comes to fitness, everything I talk about and everything is not brand new. Everything has been out there. And it's realistically it's just being able people to apply themselves and to take that effort. And I don't want to, I don't want to come across like if I'm some like type of breaking new ground person, cause I'm not, I mean, I, what I'm doing, it's been out there and I'm just trying to do it now where it's like, it's like, Hey guys, like this is here. Let's work on this. Let's do this. Obviously the bodybuilding and the working out world where I came from, you know, generally first, but busy moms, uh, busy doctors. Actually, we have a couple of clients now that are just, you know, doctors who just super busy and it's, it's refreshing to know, like people, like you just said, you know, notice the macro content, stuff like that and the calculator. And it just, you know, just trying to help educate people, man, to know that it's not that hard. Everyone thinks it's crazy hard to lose weight and or gain weight. And it's not that hard once you're just putting a little bit of a systematic approach to it. And what better way to do it than actually with whole clean foods that are not only going to help you in your weight journeys, but also help you, like you talk about being pre-diabetic, pretension, helping with lower cholesterol, stuff like that. All that's very important, especially, you know, especially once you're getting up there in age, you know, just like both of us are. <laughs> hey, thank you for pointing that out, by the way. <laughs> No, I, I exercise when I can. I work three days a week. I am a nurse who takes on a lot of stress at work. And I love the fact that you have these protein snacks on there because in the work that I do, I basically have to pocket my meals. And by pocketing my meals, it's pretty much putting it in my scrub jacket and eating on the go. Your protein gummies, yeah. tell me about them. That's, like them. Like, oh my God. It just blew like my them. mind. Yeah. Um, I, it was something actually uh, me and Angie both came up with because the protein balls is something I actually used to do them. I've done protein balls myself for like 10 years. I've been making them. I actually showed Angie how to make them. And I learned a lot of these old recipes of protein balls, uh, banana, protein, cookies, all these things. And so I one day we're, me and Angie were in the kitchen uh, of our ghost kitchen and we we're just playing around with different stuff. And we just stumbled across over, I think, I don't know how she found it, but she stumbled across it and we came up with the idea of these protein gummies. And generally, I mean, essentially what they are, you know, and just not to give it not that it's a big secret or anything at all, but it's basically clear isolate whey protein and clear isolate whey protein. Now, nowadays they have it in forms where they have them like fruit flavored, where they're like mango, strawberry, stuff like that, because it's a clear isolate. and it's very, very, um, it mixes very well with water at a very thin vis viscosity. So 
you add a gelatin mix to it, like you would like in making jello, you add actual gelatin to it, and then you just pretty much put a refrigerator in it, you know, it becomes a, a, a gummy. And that's it. It's purely just a flavored isolate protein with a little bit of honey. Sometimes we add a little bit of honey just to sweeten it up, but it's, I love them. I, I snack on them every now and then. I'm still a huge fan of my protein balls. I love my protein balls. I actually have them in my house now. I made them myself. But yeah, the, the gummies are definitely something where if you pop 20, that's a quick 10 grams of protein or something like that. And so we have people that, you know, buy a couple few orders of them just to have them as extra protein to put into their body. Like, especially even after a workout and or after a strenuous day, just like you talked about. A lot of nurses, we all know that are moving on the go, don't always get to eat as quick as possible. So having small meals of 100 calories or 200 calories with 10 or 20 grams of protein is very clutch for them until they can have their next big meal. I can see myself carrying this in my pocket and knowing that I'm still, even if I have to skip lunch, I'm still getting something, you know what I mean? Uh, something back and I'm still, still taking isolate proteins in between. Yeah. I, I think that you're it's not, yeah. great. You're not crashing your past house and you're not slowing down anything. You're still keeping your internal combustion slash, as I like to call it, your furnace moving still going instead of just totally dying out and not putting anything in it. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the whole idea behind it. And I mean, for everybody who's listening, you know, the, the, the pricing for a full size you have of the like overnight oats, it's 10, but like for a half size, which I would probably do a half size, $5, you figure yeah. uh, uh, going downstairs to your hospital cafeteria is probably <laughs> anywhere between seven and $10 here. You can yeah. buy them pre-made, no yep. legwork for five bucks and you could buy three yeah. different flavors for the week. Yeah, my when it comes to the overnight oats, one of my favorites is the Chunky Monkey. Angie came up with that. That one tastes delicious. I love that one. But yeah, I'll be honest. Like I, me and her go back and forth a lot because we're brand new and we're still trying to work ideas. Me and her actually go back and forth a lot. You know, arguing and talking like, no, we're putting too much food. We're not putting enough. Blah blah. blah. We go back like so. I I know and I believe I'm a strong believer that our sizes of our foods and of our standard meals or even our overnight oats especially our overnight oats in our standard size, as I call it, our entry-level meal, which is generally a five ounces of protein meal with about, I think it's 100 or 125 grams of a carb and one cup of vegetables. Our meals are, I will put them up against any of those huge, huge corporations, whether it's Hello Fresh or Clean Eats Bro in North Jersey or anything. Our meals being fresh, no ingredients ever being frozen, nothing ever being, you know, stored for longer than 24 hours all of our ingredients literally are bought the moment someone presses order on our website we're contacting you and we're letting you know within 24 hours we're purchasing your ingredients and then starting your meals nothing's pre-made our sizing is i will put them up against any other company and everyone we've already heard from they're like whoa guys your meals standard size meals are got weight to them they are big containers they're 28 ounce containers and you guys are definitely blowing everyone out the business you guys need to charge more that's what we always get told you guys need to charge more and rightfully so right now we're new we've just finished our first year and the business is definitely increasing 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 you know rightfully so maybe within the next year or so we may have to increase another dollar something like that but in all the scope we're going to figure out in all perspective we'll figure it out then but yeah i mean I, when talking about the oats i generally only eat half an order myself too when i get a whole order I'm usually eating that two times in a day. <laughs> you know, that could be for a couple of meals. I mean, especially like with, and I mean, I guess I use myself as an example, nurse on the go. So I would have, I would buy a week of meals and it doesn't even look well. Let me, let me add that you have strawberry cheesecake on here with protein. It That's yeah. a win-win. <laughs> That's a win-win for a dessert. But I probably could see myself not even going over $60 of a work budget for my three days a week of work. Now, not to mention if I had smaller mm -hmm. children and I was at work ordering them a pizza instead of ordering something like this so they can have in the fridge when they got home, they already had dinner. Not only are you saving money, but you're actually instituting that healthy lifestyle onto your children. Like yeah, yeah. It a standard. Yeah, definitely. And we've had a couple of people that have actually talked about it and we've given them like some small, like a couple of our, our 
I would call them our day one customers that are still with us, people that have been worried about us for close to like eight to nine months. You know, when we come out with something new or a new idea, we'll sometimes give them a sample meal of it or give them something, a smaller meal, so they can, you know, try it. Or a lot of them are giving it to their kids and stuff like that. And that's another idea that we have in the future when we actually get a brick and mortar store. Uh, that's something that Angie's real passionate about. Like we've thought about definitely wanting to get a brick and mortar, you know, prep store where I want to actually have a large enough facility where we can do small cooking classes, small cooking, you know, sessions, whether it's private group with two to four or five or small classes with eight people where we're showing them how to cook these foods, showing them how to prep because regardless of the fact, we're not going to stop selling. You know, we've gotten a good thing and hopefully it just keeps on going. You know, God is, you know, God's blessing me and helping everything, you know, hopefully it keeps going. That's what I'm believing in. I'm with it. So, there's no reason not to want to teach people how to do it too. Like that's definitely something you want to do. No, absolutely. You know, going back for those that are facing challenges, you know, with, with anything, you have a vast array of, of things under your belt. You can probably pretty much give anybody advice or inspiration. And if somebody that was listening was having a challenge, what advice or inspiration would you give them to find the strength to either, you know, move forward and keep looking, you know, uh, ahead, not looking back to the past or, or how to change your lifestyle. What would you, what would be the first thing that you would say? I know literally the first thing that popped in my head when you said that just now, first thing I would say would probably be tell them, don't think. And I know it sounds weird, but don't think. I'm 44 now and I'm just finally now pushing myself to the metal and just going. And what I mean by don't think is, when I start self-doubting myself or start thinking like, oh, how am I going to do this? Oh, I got to get up and got to do this. Don't think. Just do it. Like, no, I'm going to get up. I got to go train. I'm going to get up. I get to go to work. Not I got to go to work. I get to go to work. I'm getting up. I'm going to go do deliveries. I'm getting up. I get to go make deliveries. You know, it's about how you approach it and how you just mentally tell yourself like, oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I got to go do side hustle deliveries. Oh, I got to go do side work. I'm not going to get paid for two or three hours, but I got to go put time and effort on social media or I got to go literally cook food. I don't even think about it more. No, it's like, I'm, I get to go do it. I got to go do it. I just do it because we are our worst enemies. We are our worst critics. And when we stop ourselves, we can stop ourselves. And I know I've done yep. it to myself. I've always been real successful. I know I've always been real great in a lot of things I've done. But I never was able to get past that point where I'm actually doing something for myself fully 100%, 110%. Rental properties are easy. Like I did rental properties my whole life. Like it's still for yourself, but it's really easy. Once you get it done and situated, and I don't mean to say it's easy, like for all those people that are really big moguls and it's not that easy. But once you get it going and you get a house going, it's cool. It's just basically self-sufficient. It keeps it going. So I've never, ever felt like I pushed myself. I always mentally stopped myself. And this time around, I'm just, I'm not thinking. I get up. I have that list of what I need to get done today and I do it. I don't, I don't, don't want to let self-doubt enter in my head. Cause once you get that self-doubt in your head, it's a, it's a hell to overcome that just yourself, your own mental capacities. And I mean, we all have our own stories of where we came from and some are worse than others. Definitely. And you know, I come from a history of losing two brothers when I was 13 within nine months, one being murdered, one dying from leukemia from two and a half years battle. And then pretty much systematically, almost every single year after my, my life for the next 20 years, almost losing a family member, whether it was an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, to drinking, uh, a grandma, my grandpa, my other grandma. And then, you know, just recently within the five last five years, losing my mother and my father and, you know, trauma, we've all experienced tons of trauma. And whether it's that, whether it's you know, horrific car accident, whether it's the loss of a son or a daughter or a house fire, all different types of trauma. We all have experienced it. And it's realistically, it's how you're going to respond to it. It's how you're going to get to the next level. I mean, there's been plenty of times in my life where I've said to myself, hell, there's been not a day goes by where I probably shouldn't be where the places I work. <laughs> really to be honest keep it 100 with you keep it 100 there's plenty of days i'm like you know if i just want to give up or i just want to flip out or like i should be you know strapped down so bad because i want to freak out and just i just want to go off on the world but and it's honestly how you how you reply to it man and so i guess my one piece of advice would be honestly not to think and just do and just 
throw yourself into it. If you want something, you got to throw yourself into it and just keep on doing something every single day, no matter how small it is, make some type of effort towards it. Well, you can definitely tell the passion that you have in your, in your craft, because it shows in your story. (laughs) What, um, what message would you give to people who have made it? How would you inspire others to give back the same way that you're giving back now? Just telling them to pay it forward, man. Honestly, pay it forward and leave something, someplace or someone better than when you found it. Like, I know it sounds cheesy. I know it sounds really, really cheesy, but when you can give or when you can't even give, but when you do give, it's a, it's just a different feeling when you see someone just, you know, be grateful for something you did. You're like, damn, I did that. Shit. I made that person grateful. Like that person, that person feels better now. Like I was able to bring them that, like I was able to share with them and, you know, it's not like I'm a superhero or I'm a super, you know, Superman or something. So like I was able to try to do the best of what I got to be able to bring a smile to someone else. And that's all, you know, that's amazing. And, you know, that feeling is, you know, I was able to do it in work settings and now I'm trying to do it in my side hustle, new life settings and just all around in general, everything, you know, it doesn't even got to be what, like, if you're trying to like be making a hustle, leave something better than when you found it or try to do the best you can to leave it better. Cause you're only doing that for the next person down the road. You know, that's it really. You know, sometimes us as men, you know, we, we do work better. I don't want to say work better, but we do sometimes tend to only want to, you know, listen to another man tell us, you know, it, it's not something, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but you know, sometimes I does, I have experienced that. And I have experienced it too, with especially in my work field, working with kids and girls. Sometimes it's a better connection with women. And, you know, I'm lucky because I came from different angles, whether it was my psych field or now my, you know, through physical fitness. And, you know, now I tend to work with more adults in my career with Ascenda Behavioral Health. And just recently took on a male client that was supposed to be a bad client. And works well with me. You know what I'm saying? He related better. Just, I feel that, you know, I, I mean, I am able to tell another woman what to expect in labor. I'm able to tell another woman what to expect in life. And I'm able to tell another woman what to expect to, uh, to expect from a teenage son or being a single mom. And those, you know, those tough adversities that may happen to you in life. I can tell somebody how to be a nurse and be able to be respected. But there's some things that I can't teach a man that going through the same things that I'm, that, you know, maybe it's a male nurse that's a single parent and he won't understand my language, but coming from another man, he may. I do agree with you. And I do believe that that is definitely a flaw that we have as men. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Look, we're not, we're not down in anybody. Just saying, do you yeah, want to provide, no. do you want to provide any resources for like the, the new suicide project that you were working on? Um, provide like the hotline number or something that, or if, if you know it offhand or how to get help, if anybody that's listening may be dealing with something like that. Well, if anyone was listening, you know, obviously, you know, it's the two one one is the the actual national national number for suicide prevention. Unfortunately, I don't have the number with me directly in my back pocket or in this vehicle right now for the number hotline that which I was working with and south jersey but the national number of 211 would be the suicide prevention hotline number and honestly would recommend anyone if you are having issues like that you know it's okay to reach out to your local community your local number your local information for your actual prevention and regards whether it's just er ERs nowadays a lot of national er's are equipped with both not only just medical but also mental divisions that are actually being able to you know, expeditiously meet with you. And some services are even sent out into the field, sent out to the person, stuff like that. Uh, that would, unfortunately, I don't have the number with me, but that's definitely a starting point. I didn't know that. I just think that's really important, especially around the holidays, for somebody to know that there's a national number. For your men's group, do you have an idea of when you're going to be starting that and like how often or what days of the week? 
I'm probably going to be doing it to start out, and I think I'm going to be starting it toward the middle of January, if not the end of January, I'm going to be starting it. And I most likely, since it's going to be newbie to me too, I think I'm going to be doing it once a week. I'm going to be probably picking either like I was thinking Thursday nights or Wednesday night because it's preferably, but I can pretty much just find out once I start taking a census of it or people on my story or guys that may want to attend, take a census and see what night to me. Maybe Monday they may want to meet. Who knows? I don't know. But I prefer it's probably going to be like once a week to start or, you know, if it's not that, you know, maybe do it once every two weeks. But I would like to do it at least getting it to go once a week. And my friend, shout out to my boy Danny. Uh, you know, dugout, barbershop. So that's the gentleman where i tagging this idea off of. And, you know, with his help, ultimately I'm going to be setting up here and maybe he may schedule a different day back at the dugout in Vineland with me being in Millwell. So it's technically like two little towns, you know, adjacent to each other, but different days, you know, so when people may not be able to reach his shop in one night, they'll be able to come to my studio. So that's what we're basically trying to do. And I've talked to Danny a little bit before the holidays started and I basically going to touch back with him once the holidays are over say hey bro I'm going to get it rocking and rolling and he's going to know anyway you know everyone's going to know because I'm going to be throwing it up on my story that's ultimately where I'm going to be starting to advertise it so you know in basically we're going to try to do it but most likely it's going to probably be I can see starting every once every two weeks but I'd like to get it to once a week do you have an email like a basic email address that you use for all of your uh all of your projects so Right now, for Versity Fitness and Versity Foods, obviously we have the funnels of the Instagram pages where people are doing direct messages and contacting us. But we also have our email for the business, which is versityfitness at gmail.com. So a lot of people have been contacting us there for like affiliations and or for like to work in collaborations. But nine times, okay, maybe eight, seven times out of 10, a lot of people are just contacting me directly through my Instagram page on Versity Fitness. And now that we just opened up finally the Versity Foods page and we're slowly getting a following there, people are reaching out to us on Versity Foods. But that's where I have a lot of people like talking to me through too, honestly. And then as far as your fitness, um, your fitness and your training sessions or to sign up to for consultations, is that also listed on there too? I have that directly on my Versity Fitness Instagram page and I've also done it a couple of times on my Facebook page as well, too, where people are contacting me directly through Messenger and they're connecting me through DM on Instagram. And I'm providing them with availability for scheduling and also availability for packaging deals, pricing and things of that nature, which actually coming up in January, I'm going to probably start offering. I have toyed with the idea, but I'm most likely going to go forward with it where I'm going to start doing uh, small. I want to say membership prices where I'm going to be working with maybe a select five to 10 people and where I'm going to be offering training two or three times a week and full 365, 24 seven while they're with me, uh, dieting, monitoring, food protocol, helping them make sure they're having their diet uh, maintained and also with any additional training while they're not with me, full training program. So it's all works encompassed together. So they don't have to really think about what it is they need to do. They're having the information to have it in blueprinted. So I'm going to be starting to work with memberships that they're starting at 199 for the month. It's going to be for a month membership to have all that and work with me either eight to 12 times a month. So, you know, like I said, I want to be able to have it to a point where I'm able to do this comfortably. This is what I love and I love doing it and I want to do it. And like I said, the money and everything is going to come. It will hopefully. And you know, that's, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about doing it comfortably and giving people a good experience and making sure that they walk away with something and learning something from me, regardless of whether it's even just how to communicate, you know, and physical fitness may be second in some, in some entities. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to go anyway with this. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to be able to be able to be a branch that people can reach out to if they need some type of information or anything. That's Honestly. fantastic. May God bless, continue to bless your journeys and make the abundance just happen for you so that you can continue to put forward the way you're doing, because it's, it's clear that you're not doing it just for yourself. You're doing it to give back. So may God bless it and just multiply it and uh, in abundance. Exactly. Bread God, bless. <laughs> God bless it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I hear you there. Thank you. 
Well, um, I'm going to link all of your information to the page. I thank you for joining us. And um, I hope to have you on again to talk more in more in depth about the macros for those that may want a health day fitness over uh, the next season of my life. Whatever, doing whatever, podcast. whatever you want. I'm actually honored that you even thought to even ask me. I was kind of shocked. I mean, I was like, what? <laughs> All right, but cool. No problem. Whenever you, if you need a spot filled in or whatever, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. <laughs> you know, if. If you're if you're down, maybe one day we could do that for like people who are interested in, um, you know, just encompassing a healthier lifestyle, talking about inflammatory processes and and what foods have to do with it or whatever. All right. And, you know, like I said, maybe I'll get some gummies out of it. Maybe you'll be able to ship me some gummies. I will ship. Yeah, <laughs> we actually have uh shout out to my girl Astrid Cruz. She is a two time IFBB pro out in Florida, who she's been bugging me for months to send her stuff, and unfortunately, we just you know been so crazy. And you know, let alone is food pricey, but the price to ship food? Oh hell no! I don't know if anyone knows that shipping food is crazy expensive. That might be why some of those big time meal companies don't have the best tasting food because shipping food is crazy expensive. So we're kind of slowly working on the process. And we would like to ultimately one day be able to at least ship our protein balls and our gummies, our snacks, because those can be possibly frozen and, you know, shrink wrapped so that way they would be actually be okay. So 2024, we're hopefully trying to get at least those two products out there because believe me, you're not the first person sister that wants to at least try our stuff. Believe me, I wish I could. I could do more. <laughs> well, I think I reached out to you when I first saw it. I said, "Oh, I'm interested," but you, we couldn't we couldn't get it happening in Florida. Well, you are right. You reminded me. Yeah, you did. And I definitely want to get into it. And it's you know we're just once the things come around, things get bigger. We definitely would like to do that. Definitely. All right. Well, more to come, guys. And um, actually, we're going to have Eric on a, definitely a lot more. Maybe we'll do a men's and women's health uh, segment. So uh, more to come on that. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening in as we heard Eric talking about how he intertwines what he learned in his everyday nine to five with this new venture that he has with Versity Foods and Versity Fitness and how he is using that to branch off and just want to communicate and show others how to communicate better. More to come on the 12 Days of Giving.